I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the Artie Friends Podcast. This is Allison. And this is Kara. Today, we're going to be joined by guest Allie Rickard. She is a Legree instructor and we're going to be talking cycle syncing. And Kara will introduce her later and give her background. But first, we'll catch up to our piece of the week and then we'll get to talking with Allie. Yes, exactly. What are the updates in your world? Oh, in my world? Mm, okay, I sold my car. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> I know you guys are hearing it first. I just like low key did it. It was so uneventful. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> like the whole thing. So I went and got it appraised and my appraisal was literally the exact amount left on my car loan. There was a $120 oh, wow. difference. So they were like, yeah, basically you could just come out of this break even. And I was like, wow, that seems like a sign from the universe. Like that's so close. And so I had seven days to decide. And then the whole time Clay and I were like planning to keep my car and sell his. And then even my dad was like, wait, mm. yeah, you guys should keep the SUV and I'll buy Clay's car. I want a new car. <laughs> but then we were just like thinking about it more. And 
I don't know. We just like didn't need an SUV. And Clay did back into a pole with his car. So then we had to have fixed his bumper and that just seemed like a whole ordeal. And so I was just like, okay, I'll just sell mine. And I just drove out there, went into the CarMax office, gave them my paperwork. And the whole thing was like done and over within 20 minutes. I was like, that was it? Like when I got my car, it was such a thing. You know, you're out looking, you're thinking, it's so exciting. And then I just like walked out to Clay because obviously he had to pick me up. I was like, well, we're a one car family. And <laughs> we're like, should we go celebrate? So we like went out to dinner. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, today I experienced my first like, all right, I'm a city girl. So I Ubered to the studio today and like went to a coffee shop before. And I was actually seven minutes early to recording today because I had to, you know, be efficient and schedule an Uber. Normally I'm like trying to do as many things as possible and you know, do chores, whatever. And so I'm like always running late. So it's kind of fun. I don't know. Yeah, that's exciting. Do you think you'll get into bicycling, biking? Well, I think I might get a scooter, but not till the spring. My sister has one. And one of my friends, Jesse, you know, Jesse, she has one. But I don't think like I don't need a car over this winter Mm -hmm. because New Wave's still just like right there. I don't have to commute. Clay and I can do our stuff on the weekends. And then in the spring, I'll evaluate. Yeah. So that's kind of been (laughs) my big thing of the week. Yeah. And I was talking to my therapist about it because I was like, well, then I'm going to have to like ask for help a little bit. And my mom extended hours at New Wave for the holidays. And my mom, Clay, and my sister are going to have to help a little bit. And I had this huge realization after we talked on the Vogue 73 questions. I said one of the words to describe myself would be like independent, you know? And Mm -hmm. she was like, well, if independence is like so important to you and how you feel like your identity is portrayed to people, then that's going to feel threatened when you have to ask for help. And I was like, whoa, that is such an aha moment. And I was thinking about you and like you said, optimistic. And like, do you ever feel like if you're being negative or like have to have, I don't know, harder conversations, like does that feel like it threatens your identity? Oh my gosh, this is too much of a, <laughs> I don't know. Right? I never thought about that. Same. It was a very aha moment. So yeah, I guess you guys, if you have some words that you would usually describe yourself on the flip side, of that is that something then that you really struggle with and so I feel like my big lesson for the month and probably for a while is to be okay with accepting help from people Mm -hmm. and not feel like oh I have to immediately repay them it's like no they can they can just help me it doesn't have to be immediately returned like that is so hard for me to let someone pay for me or like do something for me so tough Mm -hmm. but Well, that was a great statement from Allison's therapist. I love that. Yeah, good thing to evaluate. Like flip it on his head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how about you? Well, congrats on the car. That's very exciting. (laughs) I'm excited to hear more about your journey with being a one-car family. One-car family. And all that. Updates here. My parents are in town. They were actually going to be driving through St. Louis on their way to Omaha. They were going to go to Mexico and fly out of Omaha with their friends. But then my mom lost her passport. So not great. Uh, And just the process of getting a new one. It's possible, but like she lost it on her way here. So then she doesn't have her birth certificate. Like she doesn't have any of the documents that you need to go get one four days before you're leaving. And so they were supposed to stay in St. Louis just for the night and then keep going. But now they're here. They are. They've been here for a couple of days. Yeah. So I know they're bummed to recommend the trip, but it worked out because I like having my parents here. I like spending time with them and they've been very helpful. Like speaking of taking help from (laughs) your family members, I do not have that issue. I will say get to work people. (laughs) Like, let's go. We got a quote from this landscaping company to do yard work. And I think the quote was like $1,200. And my 
dad just like did it all. So you like we pulled weeds on Sunday. We raked leaves. We went crazy on the yard work. So I think all weekend we were just doing things around the house, which my yard, we had a weed in our front yard that was like eight feet tall. We were that house. Oh, I forgot that was you saying the embarrassing that. house. <laughs> yes. My dad just like got in there, ripped it out. Total dad move. He just went in for it. Um, so yeah, I have loved having my dad help me with the landscaping. Again, it looks so good. Shout out to Rob. And then Lolo has been helping me with some interior decorating, cleaning, organization. So they both provide great skills. And yeah, tonight we're going to go to dinner with Connor's parents who came down into the city today. So yeah, we're all going to go to the hill. I keep talking about the hill on the podcast, which is yeah, the Italian neighborhood of St. Louis. So we're going to go get pasta and all the things tonight. That's fun. I love gatherings where my parents and Clay's parents can meet. It's like, it's so rare when that actually happens. It's for you guys too, right? Yeah, no, it is rare. And I think it's also just a testament to how lucky we are and how great both our families are because we are very very lucky that we all get along. Some people have crazy in-laws. That's great. And if you as a listener don't have such great in-law situations, stay tuned for next week. We're going to be answering all the holiday Q&A talks with in-laws, family time, splitting things. So stay tuned for that. Also, really quick announcement for all our St. Louis listeners. Me and Allie are doing a little plank get together on Sunday, December 4th. So if you're in St. Louis and you've wanted to try out plank or after listening to this episode, you want to try it out. We're just getting a group of girls together. It's unofficial. It's not affiliated through plank or anything. It's just a bunch of us are going to go sign up for that class and take it with Allie and then go get coffee afterwards. So that again is on Sunday, December 4th, the 830 a.m. class at their Frontenac location in St. Louis. So come join us. And yeah, it's gonna be a fun time. Also, a quick reminder, if you guys don't know, we're doing a giveaway at the end of the year, which is coming up so soon. If you like the podcast, you're enjoying it, please leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify, screenshot that you left a review, send it to our Instagram page, and you can be entered to win our giveaway. We're giving away a bunch of PR, unused brand new PR that we have. There's a full-size YSL perfume in there, a full-size Urban Decay all-nighter setting spray, full-size Kate Somerville products, and more. So definitely go check that out. This will go until December 31st. So get on top of it and then we'll announce it after the new year. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think we can do peaks of the week. Okay. My peak of the week is that I actually ate my meal prep. If you, oh yeah, not my meal, my mom's meal prep, my meal prep. (laughs) (laughs) I did it. I did it myself. (laughs) On Sunday, Clay and I went to the grocery store and you know, we got all the fresh produce and potatoes and all the things. And I actually cut it up, put it in bowls, put it in containers. I guess I should, I guess I should say I didn't really make meals, but I made the things that made making meals possible very quickly. Like pre-cut all the potatoes, pre-cut like the big heads of broccoli and cauliflower and got already in the peppers so that I could just reach for those very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I finished all of it, which is very good for me because I can be known to avoid my vegetables. I love vegetables, but I don't know. They take some effort to put together. Right. If there's cutting and washing and drying and all the process involved every single time you cook. Yeah, sometimes it might be easier just to reach for something that's a little lower effort. I feel like we all struggle with that. I know I do. Yeah. So. And then all of a sudden, the asparagus is wilted uh. and gross. <laughs> yeah. So I think I read somewhere that it's better for the produce to be like freshly cut because I don't know if something 
gets released. But you know what? I'm either not going to eat them or I'm going to eat them if they're pre-cut. So yeah, one step at a time. No, that's awesome. Meal prepping is a godsend. I wish I could get in on it. I need to. I need to get better at that. Um, I think my peak of the week is just, again, having my parents in town and yeah, maybe just all the hard work that we did this weekend and making my house look great. It feels good to have not the eyesore of the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) You're accepted by your community now. Yeah, exactly. People are actually saying hi. No. Will you put up like holiday stuff outside? Uh, I don't know. Did I do that last year? We put up lights last year for Christmas. That was fun. I'm an adult. I love, I know, what the heck? That was very adult of us. It looks cute though. When you have Christmas lights up, I love it. Uh, and I think we decorated maybe for 4th of July. But I could be, and I, I put some pumpkins out. You know, I'd say I'm an inter, I'm a beginner at holiday decorating. Well, at least you guys have I do that my part. for you. It's, yeah, it's fun. I don't do it like crazy, but it's nice to like spruce up a little bit with the changing seasons. Cute. All right. And time for our listener speaks of the week. Okay. Kylie said, working one of my last shifts in the ICU, been there for three years. Congratulations. Hopefully you have an exciting journey ahead. Maggie said, had a relaxing weekend, read my book and made homemade candles with my boyfriend. That is adorable. What a nice activity. Danny said, had the best going away party with friends before I head out west to move to Montana. I saw her stories about that. Congratulations. I feel like she's going to thrive in Montana. She's an outdoorsy gal. Uh, I love this for her. Yes. I hope the transition goes great. And Lexi said, seeing the sunrise before I got to work because of daylight savings. Actually, same. The last few days, I'm like, wow, this is cute out here. Mm-hmm. There's whole ass sunrises every day that I just don't <laughs> see usually. That's a very optimistic approach. We love that. Oh, yeah. An optimistic approach to daylight savings. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> True. Yes. Okay. As always, send your peaks on the Instagram at Already Friends Podcast. Perfect. So today's guest, as we mentioned, is Allie Rickard. Allie is a fitness instructor having background in teaching yoga, Orange Theory, and Legree, which is also kind of known as a form of Pilates. But we wanted to have her on today because she is just a health and wellness girly, is very much someone who is interested in not only the physical side of wellness, but also the mental, spiritual side. She's constantly learning, constantly reading books, and is one of the most knowledgeable people I know on the subject of health and wellness. So having her on was a no-brainer. We also specifically wanted to ask her about cycle syncing because that's something that she has read books about, listened to podcasts about, and is something that she's been practicing for over three years now. As well as coaching, she has plans to continue lifestyle coaching and education through one-on-one training with people and one-on-one sessions and has her own podcast coming soon. So without further ado, here is Allie Rickard. Hello, Allie. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I'm Allie. I was born and raised in St. Louis. I actually met Kara. I actually was listening to your guys' podcast. That's how I found Kara. <laughs> um, and I knew she was in St. Louis. And then we happened to actually have a mutual connection. So we started hanging out, going on walks, super casual. <laughs> and yeah, that's how we met. Um I am a fitness instructor in St. Louis, so I've actually been doing that for a few years now. I want to say I actually started teaching yoga first when I was probably 22, 22-ish. And yeah, it's kind of just been this like domino effect of me to where I'm at now. So I teach a couple different styles of fitness and that's what I do for my job full time. Um, And then other than that, I'm just like in the works of like a bunch of different creative things and outlets that I'm pursuing. Um, 
Yeah, that's what I do. Wow. So you got into your health and wellness journey early on then to already be an instructor at 22. That's really young. Yeah, I found yoga when I was probably 18 or 19 and like got obsessed immediately. (laughs) It was like a deep obsession. I was doing yoga probably like four hours a day, every day, (laughs) and actually moved to Florida and was living on the beach, which is like prime destination to be a yogi. (laughs) And so I dove really deep into my practice. I found a studio and then pretty fast they were like, are you interested in teaching? And I was like, actually, I'm interested in taking my yoga training. So I'll go ahead and do it. And then And that just developed faster. I started teaching yoga and then it actually kind of like came to a head because I started teaching and it started interfering a lot with my own practice, which was really challenging for me because I was like, how am I supposed to like find myself and have all this time for myself and teach others and write classes and like all of this stuff. So I actually took a step back from teaching uh, probably like a year later and then started finding other modalities of fitness that I started doing. And then one thing led to another. I have this um, thing where if I find something I really like, I want to try to turn it into a <laughs> into a job. <laughs> and sometimes it, ba- yeah, sometimes it backfires. So yeah, that's how I originally got into it. Yeah. And then from Florida, you moved to Arizona. I actually moved back to St. Louis. So I moved back to St. Louis from Florida, was here for about a year, but probably like six months in, I was like, oh, I'm going to move to Arizona. So then I was just like a matter of like getting my ducks in a row. Um, And then I moved out to Arizona by myself. So I actually lived in Florida with a previous boyfriend. So that was like a little bit easier. And then when I decided to move to Arizona, I was like, I'm just going to go alone. So I didn't actually like have a full plan, but I did. I moved out to Arizona and then I wasn't teaching fitness in Arizona actually at all. I had kind of just stopped teaching yoga at that time, got to Arizona, was doing a couple other things, um, finding my own practice again, which was really nice. And then was taking other styles of fitness. And that's when I was like, okay, really want to start teaching other things, which didn't actually happen until I ended up back in St. Louis. Lots of bouncing around. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Before we get too far along on more current stuff, going back to yoga teacher training, do you, are you glad you did it? Would you recommend it to anyone thinking about it? And I know there's so many teacher trainings around the world. Are you happy with the place that you did it? Would you do it differently if you could do it again? Yeah, great question. Yes. <laughs> so everything. Uh, yes, I'm really happy I did it. I did it in a local studio. So you're going to get a very different vibe depending where you're doing it. You're also going to get, I would say, different information, different styles of teaching. Like the teacher training I did was more focused on teaching. I know that some yoga teacher trainings are more focused on almost like the personal growth and development side of it. I now would go do like an immersive training. I actually want to do it again. <laughs> so I already did it technically. I already have my 200 hour. But because I've been like like a gap and I haven't been teaching, I actually want to go to like Bali and like just do an immersive training for like three weeks or whatever, which I think gets you really into the spiritual side. So it kind of depends like where you're at, like what's your passion in yoga? Like, what are you interested in? If you're interested in teaching classes, you can do it so easily just going to like a local studio, getting your hours out of the way and like really learning to teach. If you're more into the spirituality side of it, I think like immersive trainings are going to be definitely the route to go. Oh, that's super interesting. And I just was so excited to have you on because I love a couple things that you moved around, did all these new cities, did all that, but also that you have all this different experience and all these different types of exercise, which we want to get into. And of course, we're going to talk about cycle syncing today, which we're so excited to hear about. But before all that, what got you into wellness in the first place? Like, did you always know you wanted to have a career in that space? Yeah, no. I did. It wasn't something I always knew. I think looking back when I was little, I was in gymnastics. I cheered growing up. 
I like loved movement in general. I have two brothers. So I was like always playing sports and just like always active. And then when I graduated high school was when I like wasn't in like actively in a sport anymore. So I wasn't just like getting fitness in that way. So I started running. And I think it just like was a collection of over the years. I was very used to like being active and moving my body a lot. And then once I left gymnastics and cheer and I ended up finding yoga, it made so much sense to me because it's such a creative outlet for me and it's like such a flow state to it. And so I think that's how I ended up there. But even then, I didn't know that I was going to like turn this into something I was doing full time. Mm-hmm. Of all the different types of movements, what is your personal favorite to do and what is your favorite to teach? It ebbs and flows for sure. Like what I what I like the most. I would say yoga is a very grounding practice for me. It's something I come back to all the time. I can do it at my house. I can do it literally anywhere. I don't have to have necessarily a studio or a class or somebody leading me through it. Um, it feels very intuitive. So I do that a lot. And I think currently my favorite class to take is a Legree class, which is also something that I teach. And then I also teach at Orange Theory, which is more of like a circuit hit style fitness those are the three that I teach and the or I don't teach yoga currently. Those are the three styles of fitness though that I teach or have taught. So only three different things, but all very different styles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We need to know the difference between Legree and Pilates because I feel like we were talking about it a few weeks ago and I was like, I just don't know what it, what the difference is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you hear that? I don't know if you heard that episode. I'm like, did I butcher the explanation? I did hear the episode and I don't remember what you said. So no, <laughs> you didn't, but you didn't butcher. And it's very, um, people intertwine it a lot. So I actually, to be fair, have never taken a traditional Pilates class. From my understanding of it, when the machine is different. So um, in Legree, you're on something called a megaformer. Uh, there's resistance on it, spring changes, and you're the the idea is time under tension. So you're working, depending on the studio, at my studio, you're working for 50 minutes and you're working your core for a full 50 minutes. So it's a lot of strength training, but it's super slow intentional movements. From my understanding of Pilates, you're a little bit like there's a little bit slower. There's more rest time and you're not necessarily working resistance all the time. So you don't necessarily have a weight on a, a machine the whole time that you're working. It could be more of like a yoga move, but on a platform. If that makes sense. And don't even quote me on that because like I said, I haven't taken a true Pilates class. I actually have people ask me this often and I'm like, this is from the the minimal research I've done and just hearing word of mouth from people who've taken true Pilates. Right. I will say Legree is the hardest thing I've ever done. It's so hard. That's funny because... <laughs> The three that you've said, I've done all of them. Yeah. And I was so into Orange Theory. And like, that was my thing during COVID, just going to Orange Theory all the time. But then I think my friend was a Plank ambassador. Yeah. um, And she brought me one of the classes probably a year and a half ago. And it was literally the hardest thing I ever done. Like, I told the instructor that there were things that were burning that I had never felt burn before. And she's like, "Uh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But it's true. It's like so intense. It's crazy. Allison, you should go take a class. They have one in Omaha. I know. It's funny because it's right now next to Power Life, which is the yoga studio I go to. They're literally in the same strip mall. So I definitely need you. Okay. Speaking of that, who is like the type of person that should try a Legree class? Like what are, what are the benefits that come from Legree that maybe you wouldn't get from other forms? Yeah. um, I'm going to say anybody who's thinking about having a child, I think it's a really, really foundational uh, class to strengthen your core, like your deep pelvic muscles, which are huge in carrying a baby, recovering from pregnancy and postpartum. And 
also just anybody looking to build strength, strengthen your core, strengthen any part of your body. I've never felt as strong as I do in Legree, which is funny because I think in general, when you get into fitness, you're like, oh, I've never felt this strong before when you do whatever it is. I remember feeling the same way with yoga and then that transitioned into Orange Theory and now it's at Legree. And I'm like, oh, but I've really never <laughs> felt this strong. Like mm-hmm. the core is such a foundational part of everything that we're doing in life. And so any type of strength that you're looking for, you can get in Legree. How many days a week would you recommend someone goes? I personally, it kind of depends on your schedule, right? Like Mm -hmm. what other type of fitness you're doing or activity that you're doing. I would say like three times a week is really powerful and you can see really awesome results with because it's so intense, your body and your muscles need real time to recover afterwards and just not taking any rest days doesn't really give that to you. Right. And then how did you find Legree? How did that come to you? Originally, like four years ago, when I was working at Lululemon, um, they took us to a Ligree class, a plank class at Plank. And I was like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> like immediately, I was like, that was so hard. I will never do it. I literally didn't go back for like two years. And then I knew about Plank. And so I had some other people I know teaching there. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go take a class. I was actually having really bad back issues and I couldn't run. I'd like stopped running. This was like right at the end of 2020, I guess. Or yeah, wow, years. Holy cow. Yes, 2020. I had to stop running and I basically couldn't lift weights at the time because my back was like in excruciating pain. And I took a plank class because I was like, maybe I just need to focus on core work and slowing things down. And I took a plank class and literally never stopped going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So because what in that moment when you were having all those issues, like what did that provide? Just what did luxury provide? Workout yeah. provide. I honestly just built up core strength, and mm-hmm. I, I, I will say I saw combined with a physical therapist. I ended up seeing one. Um, I haven't had any back issues since, and like I've had back issues a lot on and off, which probably relates back to like gymnastics, cheerleading all of that kind of stuff. I've Mm -hmm. been injured many times. So I think it was probably just a combination over the years, something that was never dealt with and just would like flare up. Um, As soon as I started going to Legree, it was like a pretty immediate difference. And I noticed right away how beneficial it was. Okay, very cool. Yeah, I feel like when someone's starting out their fitness journey, there's literally all these different types of workouts and it can be very overwhelming where to start. Like for me, I know I just kind of shop around and I just try them all and just see what sticks. And I find that I'm going through these different phases and stuff. But if someone came to you and wanted to try a certain workout class, how do you guide them and where to even start? I feel like exactly what you do, shop around. Okay, Like there's no right or wrong answer. And I think everybody has something different that they're interested in. Like some people are like swearing off running. Like they're literally never going to run. It's like, okay, then don't put them in something that that means they're running, right? Like you want them to get into something that they enjoy. I also think just trying things, but don't try something once and say you're never going to do it again. Yeah. (laughs) You could maybe have an instructor that you didn't vibe with, or you could have just maybe as the class, maybe it's simply the day, like you weren't feeling it. And so I always say like, try three, maybe four or five times something and then kind of decide like, yeah, that's for me. Like, no, that's not for me. Obviously there are certain things you're going to know immediately, like absolutely not for me, but like some things just take time. And I think shopping around is like one of the best ways to do it. Like that's how with anything we learn what we like, what we want, what we don't want, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have two questions. One, I don't even know how I'm going to go about explaining this, but you know how each sport kind of has its own gained 
thing. Like with running, you have the runner's high. With yoga, you're able to like zone out the world and really focus and meditate. What does Legree provide to you? Do you think for someone versus Orange Theory, which is more hit, right? I haven't been to an Orange Theory. And maybe like, do you use those to help guide people and what they like? Yeah, that's a great question. I think all of those things you don't really even know until you do it. So I, it feels like most people wouldn't come to me and be like, well, I want a runner's high because if they don't know what that feels like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like Legree pushes me mentally really, really far, which is something that I really like about it is like it feels like genuinely the hardest thing I do all day, which gives me confidence. So it's very empowering. Um, yeah, very empowering. Yeah, I don't know that I guess some people are looking for a feeling, but I feel like it's pretty like general. They're like, I just want to feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like fair, right? You're like, but you could feel good from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like from doing Orange Theory, I definitely got like that runner's high, that endorphin rush. Yeah. That was kind of the experience I got, which I really like. And I still like incorporating that sometimes. And then same with me for Plank. It's so mentally challenging and physically challenging that I feel really strong. That's like the benefit of that for me. I don't know. Just I think you're right. You just have to try it out for yourself and see what the benefits are. And if that's what you're looking for, then continue. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even sometimes it depends on the day because there are certain days where I'm like, I just need a very relaxing, restorative of yoga and then the other days where I'm like let's do some bar let's do a sculpt class very Mm -hmm. much so yeah I need something different literally every day as a retail shop owner I know how important it is to have a good reliable POS system that's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today Shopify Shopify has already taken the cash register online helping millions sell billions around the world did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point of sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. <laughs> Which I guess that ties perfectly into what we really wanted to bring you on to talk about was cycle syncing. And that is exactly what that is. So do you want to explain what cycle syncing is? I know when we had pitched the idea to each other, me and Allison have just seen it all over TikTok. And I mentioned that to you. I feel like it's very trending right now. I had never heard of it. You told me you've known about it for years. So I'm like, wait, Allie knows what this is. Like, let's bring her on. Yeah, totally. I'm going to start this off by like, I'm not a full expert. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, I, yes. Um, I have like dug into it and it is something that I do follow. So from my knowledge and the information that I've gathered, it was a term coined by this gal, Elisa Vidi. Um, she wrote a book, Woman Code, and she wrote the book In the Flow. And I I originally heard her on a podcast years, a couple years back. I want to say the end of 2019. I heard her on a podcast and everything, she was just explaining the cycle singing method. And I was like, that is the most brilliant thing I've ever heard. And so I ordered the book, her book In the Flow. And basically what cycle syncing is, is for women, we run, I like to just explain it, like our bodies run on basically a cycle with the moon. So it's this 28 day cycle, give or take some, right? That looks a little different for everybody versus like men run on a 24 hour cycle. So they literally are like setting and restarting with the sun every day. Their bodies like just restart the same exact way every 24 hours. I'm like, that's so boring. <laughs> like also like so interesting because our bodies function the complete opposite. So basically every 28 days, well, we have a menstrual cycle. Our menstrual cycle is split up into phases, which to be honest, when I read this, like I didn't even know that. And I was like, oh, interesting because what in 2019 I don't know how old I was 26 or something and I'm like how have I never known this for however long I've had a cycle and I've I didn't know that this was a thing so really interesting what she's done in her work is just like basically expose all this information that we were never given like when we learned about our reproductive systems in what middle school <laughs> so just like super crazy uh she talks about so with cycle syncing because our bodies change every single day for an entire cycle however long that is 28 days 30 days 35 five days for some people, your body literally needs something different in every phase of the cycle. So there's four cycles, the follicular phase, the ovulation phase, luteal phase, and then your menstrual phase, which is also just called your bleed phase because um, they say menstrual, but it's like we call the entire four weeks mm. a menstrual phase. So kind of just splitting that up, they just say like bleed. So for all of those four weeks, which you probably notice this and a lot of people just maybe aren't in tune with it yet or like don't even consider it because we've never been told this, you notice your energy is so different. Like, I don't... Do you notice that? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, that was stuff I've always known. I've always known that my energy fluctuated or that like, I like felt different at different times of the month and didn't exactly know how to like attribute that and what that was from. And now it makes so much sense after reading her work. Is just, you need to like work out differently. You need to nourish your body with foods differently. You need to like work differently. You need to like social interact in different ways to support your hormones because they're constantly fluctuating and changing. So generally speaking, you can take those phases and break them up like I did into the four phases and you can break them down and just do something for that phase. So it doesn't necessarily mean every single day you need something different, but week to week, you probably need something different. Mm -hmm. I feel like growing up, 
they always just say, oh, you're a bitch during your bleed phase or during your period. Yeah. And then like you're normal. That's the only change in mood that I feel like I ever knew about. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like so interesting. You like think about it and you're like, actually, the things that my body are going through, like no wonder I I feel different and I might act different or react different, like whatever it is. Yeah. But then there's those other three. Yeah. Where there's also other changes that happen. Right. During those, whereas I feel like the only time I had ever considered it was just like, oh, that week you're different, and then the other weeks you're the other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah, if yeah. there was two phases, like yeah, yes, exactly. So maybe would you want to go into what the four phases like really do? What's happening? Yeah, here's what I can tell you for certain. I can tell you like how it makes you feel. And there's a lot of science behind this and like digging into like what exactly is happening with each hormone and then like with the egg and like, you know, like when the egg is going to shed, that's when you're bleeding. So like there's a whole cycle that's leading up to that. And because of that, it affects your hormones. And what I know is in the follicular phase. So actually the first day of your bleed is the first day of your cycle. So you're in your bleed for the first like what, five-ish? days we'll say of your cycle and that's when you're like in that like some people are going to call it like your like depressive state or you're like super low energy you need a lot of rest you're very low-key you might not want to socialize a lot you're like pretty introverted very normal and then that goes straight into your follicular phase and your follicular phase is when your energy starts to come back so you kind of start feeling like this pep in your step again I like notice it very fast like I'm like oh my gosh I literally just wake up one day and I feel like myself that's how like much of a transition it is. That's your follicular phase. And your follicular phase is when you're going to want to start like doing HIIT workouts again. You're going to feel like super energized. You might want to like hang out with your friends, stuff like that. From your follicular phase is your ovulation. Your follicular phase, I want to say, is like seven to nine-ish days. It goes into your ovulation, which ovulation is a very short window, like a three-day window. But your ovulation is kind of like around that as well. So it's like seven-ish maybe days in total. And your ovulation, same. Like energy is super high. You probably want to plan social events. You're like, again, doing HIIT workouts, you're going for runs, you're taking cycling classes, you're like going to Orange Theory, anything, anything you want to do in that time is a really good time to do it because you feel like you have the energy and you do have the energy for it. And then it goes into your luteal phase, which I think is your longest phase of the cycle, maybe 14-ish days. And that's when you kind of start to like revert again and like your energy starts to shift. And that's like the time in the cycle where you start to notice that you're like, oh, I can feel my periods coming. And those are like that two phase thing, right? Where you're like, well, I went from a lot of energy and now I'm like my energy is coming back again and so now you're coming into your luteal phase which is where you're going to like want to slow things down and this varies a tiny bit because the beginning of your luteal phase you might still feel really energized and good and you might like still have the energy to like go to dinner with your friends and stuff like that but then like you're going to near into the second half of your luteal phase which they don't actually split it into half but just because of the days leading up to your period where you're going to actually feel like very low on energy probably very normal you're going to want to do more like chill things you might want to strength train it's like a really good time for strength training also because of our metabolism is changing throughout the the month so that's a really good time to strength train and then it's also a really good time to do like legree classes or yoga you can do like a chill yoga class right like a yin class over like a hot vinyasa or something and then that luteal phase is going to take you right into your bleed and then the cycle is going to start all over and then during your bleed what activities do you usually do um pretty chill so like yin yoga take a walk like i don't i don't really do anything and that is a work in progress 
progress. Like I think everybody probably experiences that where they're like, I'm just going to push through. Like I feel fine today, whatever. But like scientifically, it is so important for your body to rest during that time. It is like working overdrive. And I don't think that sometimes we don't realize it. And we haven't been told that. We haven't been told like, hey, it's okay to slow down and take a couple of days off of training. Like you don't have to be like psycho every every day. (laughs) Okay, so you recently made a caption about this on Instagram and I commented and I was like, well, what if my cycle is like 35 days? Am I broken? What's happening? So it's, is the goal to have it get to 28? The reason my cycle, I believe is messed up is because I was on Depo, which is the shot. So I didn't have a period for so many years. And that's kind of, maybe we could go into birth control and your thoughts there, or that's like, honestly, a five part podcast series on its own. But if someone doesn't have a regular cycle, it's too long or too short. Do you have any advice? Is that okay? Is there a goal? Yeah. Again, I'm not an expert on this, but (laughs) from what I know, I just say that because, you know, some people are like, I'm going to take her advice from what I know. If your period is like over 28 days or like your full cycle, I think it's normal to have a period up to almost 40 days or like 40 days between periods. That's what they say is still like considered a normal cycle. So if it's longer than that, consult with your OBGYN, I would suggest. Otherwise, if you're like in that frame of like, oh, sometimes it's 25, sometimes it's 30 or something like it's that's normal. And if you're cycle wise, it takes a little, I would say for you to like really get into tune with like, when is your follicular phase? When are you ovulating? And to like know the signs of that, which like, I can't recommend that book enough in the flow. Um, She has lots of information on that. And you can like really like learn those parts of your cycles and like how that feels in your body. So learning that is going to be really important. And then even she has recommendations for nutrition, like what we should be eating at certain times of the month and how that's also going to affect your body and how that alone can regulate your hormones and get your period back on track. So it's, I think that we overcomplicate it. And that's just because like lack of information that's out there and we haven't always had access to that. And also not all doctors, sadly, when you go to them are just going to give you this information. I like have friends who've struggled with infertility and have brought up the fact that they have phases of their cycle and their doctors have literally shut them down and been like, don't worry about that. Like that basically that doesn't exist. So you don't necessarily always have support, which can be like a tricky line to walk because you're wanting information. So I think learning your cycle and learning what phase is happening when, and even just like taking note of that, like, okay, I think, right? It might be loosely. I think that this phase was lasting me seven days. And then knowing like, well, what's normal? It might be a range. It's not going to be exactly the same for everybody. So the range might be seven to nine. Okay, great. If it was within seven to nine days, then you're probably good. If you notice that your luteal phase is like five days, then that's off and you want that to be longer. And a lot of that goes into and is going to play a part if and when you ever try to get pregnant. So that's going to be like really important at some day. So I always am just telling girls like it's something you should take charge of now because it's going to be easier to deal with now than when you are struggling to get pregnant or something like that, which is a whole nother story. But yeah, birth control is also... (laughs) five-part podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you're tracking your period, do you use an app or anything or do you have any recommendations? I use um, the Flow app. Actually, I think it's her app. Uh, Oh, wait, really? I think that this one is her app, Flow. Yeah, I have used that. It's really good. It's really laid out. Well, I honestly just haven't wanted to pay for it. Yeah. It's a free one, but I should switch that one because it is a really good 
app. FLO. So you spell it. Yeah, FLO. I actually use the free one right now too. I did okay. pay for it for a couple of years. But I will say because I've got really in tune with my body, it feels like I don't necessarily have to track it. It's so beneficial though when you're trying to get into tracking your period and just understanding your body more. The one thing with this app specifically, I think there are other options out there. So definitely I would look into them. I actually know there are other options because I've looked them up before, but I can't off the top of my head think of names of them. The one thing is you can't track ovulation in this app. It guesses based off the month. Like if you had a perfect period, this is when your ovulation would be, which is not always ideal because like I want to go in and change that because if it's not realistic to you, then it's not that helpful. Like you're only tracking your bleed more or less. And so you're trying to like figure out if you don't know when you ovulate, that's how you end up accidentally pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, so I would say, I don't, I don't think it was able to change either when you paid for the full version. Cause I did pay the full version for a year or so. Okay. I've been using this app, literally period tracker. And it oh, okay. tells you when you're ovulating. And I Can you change it? I don't know. I feel like you can, but let me see. Do you use an app, Allison? Maybe you can't. No, um, I'm 28 now. And when I was like 25, 26 is when I finally got off birth control. And my period didn't even come back for like almost a year. It took so long. So, and then it was like, I would get it once every five months, four months. And slowly I've gotten down to it being like six weeks, but... I just have always felt like those apps were so based on more of a regular cycle that I was like, this is, I really just write down in my notes the last time I had it, unfortunately. Well, and sometimes that's just as good, right? Like like I was saying on this one, if you can't really change your ovulation, then like sometimes it's not necessarily that much of a benefit unless you really are just like, oh, I have no idea what my period is or when my last one was. Um, if you track it on here though, and like your period's off, it catches up with that. And it would like still probably predict that your next period would be like, if it, if yours is consistently six weeks, it would still probably pick up on that your period was every six weeks, but it would also probably give you information about like why it's six weeks and why it shouldn't be six weeks and like how to, how to make changes to that. But I think the digging into nutrition, exercise, that kind of stuff is going to make a really big difference and is a really good way to balance your hormones. Yeah, I was just going to say, what positive effects have you noticed since starting cycle syncing and how has that affected even the people around you, you know, partners, family, and them knowing more of where you're at? Mentally, it's helped (laughs) me like huge because it's also just given me grace to like show up as I am and not feel so hard on myself if if I'm in a space where like, socializing isn't in my wheelhouse right now. Like instead of beating myself down and like, why don't I want to like hang out with all my friends? Like, am I a loser? No, it's just like maybe where I'm at. Also, because it's given me so much confidence in myself that like my boyfriend knows everything about my cycle. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to do that. I'm in the luteal phase of my cycle or I'm here in my cycle. So like, let's go do this. And he's just like, okay. And so he's learning and like, that's really empowering because I think in general, guys are like, if we don't know about our own periods, guys definitely don't know about our periods. You know what I mean? So it's like, we have to kind of be the ones to share that information. So yeah, in that way, also just going back like other relationships, being able to say no when I need to say no. Like that's like one of the biggest things. It's easy. My like follicular and ovulation phase is like the time where like I feel most me, which is Mm -hmm. like I'm learning that I'm me all of the time. And that just is like, evolving and it's constantly changing. But when my relationships with friends, things come up and I'm in a a phase in my cycle that's not my follicular or my ovulation phase, I just like feel empowered that like I can say no and it's fine. And so I feel like that's like one of the biggest things. And then also just um, helping decrease my PMS symptoms. So like you 
Um, if you read this book, <laughs> you will learn that things like PMS symptoms, like your boobs hurting, is not necessarily normal. And that can be like from a spike of progesterone or too low of estrogen and things like that. So just because like we have periods doesn't mean they're supposed to be super painful. Mm -hmm. They actually shouldn't be painful. Like obviously there's a little discomfort in that, but it's not necessarily just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. So I would say learning that kind of stuff because the more that I um, alter my nutrition and my exercise, the less PMS symptoms I've had. I've really noticed honing it on nutrition specifically. My period symptoms have, I will, okay, I should also preface this with, I'm super uh, grateful that I've never had like really horrible period pains, but I know some people who have, and I will say even the the stuff that I do experience is very mild now um, that I've like, taken control of like what I'm doing when I would say physically and nutrition in the kitchen makes a huge difference. Okay. Yeah. Off the top of your head, do you know kind of general ideas for each phase of what you should be eating or what you shouldn't be eating? Yeah. <laughs> I know when you're uh, bleeding, you should not have caffeine, <laughs> which is really um. hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always drink coffee anyways. Um, I also know in the beginning of your cycle, they say more like lighter foods, like um, kimchi, sauerkraut, uh, I said lighter foods and then I like went straight to like fermented foods. Um, uh, kimchi, sauerkraut, there's a whole list of them. You should be doing those like phase one. There's like a whole breakdown actually in in that book. I'm referring to this book a lot because it's my favorite. She has a whole breakdown. Meats that you should eat, uh, fruits and vegetables you should eat at different times. During your ovulation phase, like salads are really good. Like raw veggies are really good. Right before like your luteal going into your menstrual or your bleed phase. It's really good to eat more like hearty foods because your metabolism um, starts to go up. So you're burning more calories. So you feel hungrier. So it's good to eat something like beans that are like satiating and like going to keep you full for longer. Uh, hearty foods potatoes, stuff like that towards the later end of your cycle. So you can eat a little bit lighter in the beginning of your cycle. Your metabolism is slower, so you're not going to be as hungry. And then you're going to get hungrier towards later in your cycle. I've also noticed eating quality meat has helped me a lot. Like good butter, just in general, eating like really quality foods makes a really big difference. But I would say specifically meat and dairy products that I do eat, quality ones, huge difference. That was like one of the things that I had changed. And I noticed pretty quickly that things were different in my body. Which is just, we talk about this quite a bit. It's just such a shame that you have to go out of your way yeah. to find quality products. And it's not just standard. Yeah, I know. It is unfortunate. When you say it makes a really big difference, what are some of the things you're referring to? Um, energy levels. I Okay, so I'm also going to refer to this more so like during my bleed because that's when I notice like really big differences in my body versus like say what it was in the past. My energy levels during my bleed my bleeds are really healthy. I use a period cup. Um, I don't know if that's too much information. No, <laughs> it's good but to know. It's so beneficial. You can literally see the color, the consistency, which is really important to tell how healthy it is. And then cramping, like I get very minimal cramping. This is actually funny because last month I had one of the worst periods of my life, which was like a very random experience for me. And so it happened twice in my life and I was like crippling and pain crying. I thought I was going to pass 
out. And I haven't had that in, I mean, literally, like I said, one other time. So that was like super random. Um, so it's funny that I'm like, oh, it's helped with all this stuff, but it really has. Um, other than that, yeah, cramping, pretty minimal. My boobs like hardly ever hurt, which they used to a lot whenever. And so I think that that's probably like a jump or um, a decrease in my progesterone because I know eating really quality meats can help with levels of progesterone and stuff. So just to overview, you feel like the workouts, the food all together helps you feel less discomfort? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Less PMS symptoms. Yeah. For the for the like grand scheme of that. And how you said to kind of validate your feelings in those different times of the month when you're like, why am I acting this way? Or yeah. why do I feel so amazing? Yeah. Just like having that background of what cycle syncing is and how it affects you can kind of validate how you're acting and feeling. 1000%. Uh, you said you use the period cup. I feel like we could talk about the different methods. What drew you to using the period cup? I don't remember. <laughs> well, I, when you said that, it, when you said like periods shouldn't be as painful and we've normalized it, that reminded me of that too, because I've been seeing a lot of TikToks that tampons can literally make your period more painful. Yeah. So I don't know, when you were just saying that, that reminded me of that. Like I used to use tampons every single time, day yeah. and night, all the time. And I would have horrible cramps. Have you tried a period cup? Yeah, I use like a... Not a reusable one though, like the disc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disc. The I think originally I wanted a period cup because I was tired of buying tampons because they're so expensive. Mm. I, you know, when you're a kid and it's like your mom buys them for you because you don't have a job yet and you have no idea how expensive they are. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm paying $16 for a box of tampons. And we go through a lot of tampons like mm -hmm. in a cycle. So I think originally I was like, oh, I just am tired of paying for these. I want like a more environmentally friendly option. So then I kind of switched to the period cup and it was kind of just to try it. I wanted to see like how it felt and like if I if I liked using it and now I love it and I use it all the time. I feel like you never hear bad things about it. Yeah. I think mostly people are like grossed out by it. That's like the one thing I hear that people don't want to switch to it. Yeah. And I'm like, you shouldn't be grossed out by your own period. <laughs> also, just take it out in the shower. <laughs> That's what I've heard. If you get grossed out, just take it out in the shower every day. Yeah. I feel like I've kind of been on the flip side of this of how you, tampons are so normal. When I, the little time that I had a period before I got on birth control, I never liked the idea of a tampon. Like just was always weirded out about it. So never used one. Of course, like I said, didn't have a period forever. So to this day, I am 28 years old and I've never used a tampon, which I always thought was so weird and tell TikTok, like, you know, of course, in high school, girls would be like, do you have a tampon? Do you have a tampon? And I was always like, no, like I'm never, I'm not going to have one. And so it's been interesting how I feel like peer, or pads and, you know, the period cup or free bleeding have always kind of been gross. But tampons didn't really have that stereotype. Am I, do you kind of agree? Yeah, I agree. And it's so funny you say that because you're right. Like I never even thought about it until you just said that. And it's like every other thing that relates to your period has some like negative connotation around it. Yeah. I wonder why that is. Like why did tampons get the winning stamp of <laughs> yeah. approval, I guess? Well, for me, it's like all the stuff that's coming out that one, they make your periods worse. But two, a lot of the brands I was buying, I was buying Tampax for like eight years and they're bleached with chemicals. And I'm like, you're putting that in your body and it's just all these chemicals that you don't know what's in it. That's always what's done it for me is I just thought like, why is that going in there? 
doesn't seem right. And then why does it look the way it does when it comes out? Like it shouldn't, like it just like everything gets like dried up and it's just, you can't really tell what's going on when you have a period. So like once you learn about your period and you use a cup and you realize that like, like as women, we're really lucky because having a period means like it's a literal look into your health every month. Like you can look at your period and have an idea about your at least reproductive health, which is so important. And so we get the chance to do that every month. And if you use a tampon, like no shame, like everybody just uses what's best for them. But if you use a tampon, you can't actually take a look at it and see like, oh, does this look healthy? Is it the right color? Like if it sits in you and it's dried up all day, it's gross when it comes out. It's just just like, there's no other nice way to say it. And so Mm -hmm. using a period cup has like really helped with that and just like helps get you more acquainted with it. You're like, oh, this isn't so bad. It's like not the end of the world. Like wash your hands and you're fine. (laughs) Yeah. And so much of everything about period has been like, hush, hush. Like you said, how can we expect the men to know about our period if we don't? So how has you knowing more about it, obviously you're coming on this podcast to help empower and educate more people, but have you been really frustrated over the years and how shoved under the rug this is? Yes. I feel like at first I wasn't because I didn't even know, you know, it's like I didn't even know about it. Well, and then whenever I started learning about it, I had this moment of like, why aren't we learning this? Like, this feels like it's being hidden from half of society. Like women take up a lot of space in this world. And how is this something that no one is talking about? So I think maybe I had a moment of like, this is really unfair. And like even like educating my boyfriend, God bless him. He is so sweet. He's just like here for it. Like he's like, (laughs) okay. Like I think at first he was probably like, I don't care. But he also was like, I want babies and I know that like this matters. Like if that's something you want in your future, like your period makes a difference. And like, that's like the biggest factor if you're having kids or not. And so he's just so open to it. And and me knowing he's open to it, like I'm pretty open about it, like on Instagram and stuff. And it's funny because a lot of people who take my classes follow me on Instagram and I'll have like grown men. They're like, are you okay today? Because I've like posted something <laughs> about my period. <laughs> And I'm like, oh gosh, I forget that like full adults follow me on the (laughs) internet. (laughs) But like, they're just like so kind. And then I like realize, you know what? Behind closed doors, there are other women who are teaching their husbands this stuff because like they've seen it. They've gone through it. They have kids together. Like just because we don't maybe talk about it, I guess, in public, I feel like it has to be more normalized than than we make it out to be. Because I do feel like the more I talk about it, no one's ever like, ew, why are you talking about that? No one's ever said that to me. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, people must be talking about it and maybe we don't know. Yeah. Or they're just interested and don't even start. Totally. Totally. They're like, oh, I'm glad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you can point them in the right direction and kind of like you're doing with us. Yeah. So you read that book that, what was the book called? In the Flow. In the Flow. Did you, do you have any podcasts that you recommend? Any other books for someone looking to get into this? I use a lot of her information. So she has an Instagram page in the flow living, I believe it's called. I follow her for like all information. I'm going to be honest regarding Mm -hmm. cycle syncing. She has that book. She has a website. She has her Instagram account. And I have definitely found like other people through her, but nobody I feel like that I've like really clung to. I just feel like she's like very very educated and has a lot of knowledge on the subject and I think was one of the first people coming out and talking about it. So I really trust her. Mm-hmm. So you can also listen to her on like a variety of podcasts. If you just go on Apple and like type in her name, Elisa Vitti, V-I-T-T-I. If you type in her name, 
all of the episodes will come up that she's been on. And she talks about it on a lot of podcasts. And she talks about it with also a lot of other people who are educated, like in the health and wellness space, doctors, nutritionists, whatever, other people who are like reputable. And I think that she's had multiple good conversations. I've listened to her multiple times and like found different information in every episode. Um, I know, like you said, a lot of people on TikTok are talking about this right now. I haven't found anybody who I'm like, oh, like I really trust that person (laughs) necessarily. But that's just because like probably like education and stuff, like a lot of people are talking about it understandably because it's it's being brought to the surface. So yeah, she's my she's my go-to, to be honest. Sweet. Okay, amazing. Um, okay, bring it back to you and just like the overview of being a coach, knowing a lot about health and wellness. What are your goals with what you're doing in this space? And yeah, tell us what you're up to. Yeah. Okay, I would love that. So teaching, I dissecting other areas of teaching that I want to go actually, more like one-on-one teaching. I've done group now for all of the time that I've taught fitness and I love it and I'm not going to get out of it. But just like adding on, I do want to do more one-on-one stuff. So that's something that I'm working towards. I also am working on a podcast myself. That's a learning curve. <laughs> so kudos to you guys for being this techie because your girl's not that techie. So working on that and then just in general, like helping educate people and like empower women specifically in their bodies. And that's like my goal. It doesn't necessarily have to be this like massive impact at once, but like one conversation at a time and like just allowing women to better understand themselves. That's something that I feel really passionate about. I love that that's your why. Because I feel like it's good to have a why and why you do what you do. And I feel like yeah, just from talking to you and knowing you, you are so passionate about helping women and just helping people be the best version of themselves. Yeah. I feel like that's how we create like a really good world. And it happens like one person at a time and one day at a time. It's not necessarily this like huge thing that's going to massively shift everything really fast. And so I think just getting the word out and sharing little by little is how you make a big impact. And for someone who's just daily trying to get a little bit better, along with cycle syncing, of course, I'm sure movement and fitness are at the forefront of that. But what other little habits or things have you learned through your own journey that really help you stick to moving things forward? Yeah. um, I am a person who really has to take care of my mental health. Like I feel like it can go down the drain really fast for me. I just, I'm really hard on myself. And so daily walks are like (laughs) imperative in my life. And I also have been recently really into like moving meditations. So if I'm walking or if I'm getting ready, I don't know if you guys have heard of Superhuman, the app. I have heard of it. Yeah. Mia Bouchard created it. Yeah. I've been using her app and I'm like obsessed. It's so good. And it just keeps me in a really like centered mindset. So those are a couple of things that I do that inspire me and kind of like keep me like working in the right direction every day. I love that. Great answer. Yeah. And then any tips for being accountable? Because I know accountability has been a theme that you talk about on your Instagram a lot. And that's something you help others be motivated to show up for themselves. Any tips for being accountable with your goals in life and in fitness? Yeah. Sharing them with other people. Like, I think you have to have an accountability buddy. If it's your friend, your mom, like your brother, it doesn't matter. Somebody in the gym, we're never going to always be motivated. So you just have to have somebody who's going to be there to remind you of what you're doing. 
And you have to have a why behind it. Like knowing what you're showing up for makes you show up. Mm -hmm. You don't always want to do it. (laughs) It's not easy. It's like, those are the things that you need to show up for though. So getting a buddy to keep you accountable and yeah, just know your why behind it. Okay, I love all that. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you're like really want to talk about? I feel like we had a lot of good things. Yeah, I feel like we've in a lot of ways. I feel like it was really good. I don't think I have anything else. Okay, cool. Well, we can ask you our final question. Yeah. To you, Allie, what makes a good friend? Ooh, I love this. I like totally forget you guys asked this question. (laughs) (laughs) I know we don't have enough guests on. That's why. Um, I think somebody who's really willing to listen to you and walk with you through life. Like it's always going to look different. Life always looks different and you're not always in the same season of life as people, but people who are willing to meet you where you are and give you what you need in that season and vice versa, that you can do that for them. I think that makes a really good friend. Amazing. Okay, well, Allie, thank you so much for coming on. Plug yourself, where can people find you? And when's the podcast dropping? If you can give any details on that. Thanks for having me. You guys are the best. Um, You can find me on Instagram, Allie Rickard. Actually, my Instagram, there's an extra E in my name. It's A-L-L-I-E-E, Rickard, R-I-C-K-A-R-D. Apparently, Allie Rickard was already taken. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Bitch. Um, yeah, I know. That's so rude. On TikTok, I'm just Allie Rickard. I don't have any crazy content on TikTok. I'm not a care yet. Um, and then podcast is coming. You guys, the only thing is it's a huge learning curve for me. So there's some tech things I'm currently working through. I want to give you an exact date, but follow me on TikTok, follow me on Instagram, and I will um, post all of the good stuff that you need to know about it there. Perfect. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on today. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yay, that was another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much again for listening to another episode. We seriously appreciate all the love and support. And to show our appreciation, Allison's going to announce a giveaway that we have going on and she's going to tell you how you can get entered. All right. What you can win is a big PR box full of all of these awesome products. There will be something in there for everyone in order to get entered. There are two things you can do. One is to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to send a screenshot of that to our Instagram. That way we know you left that review or you can put something up on your Instagram story, whether that's a screenshot of the podcast episode you're listening to, a quote that you resonated with, and tag us so that we can make sure to see it. And then we will put you into our chart of your name and we will draw at the end of the year. As always, if you guys want to stay connected with us, you can join our Facebook group, Already Friends Podcast, Friend Squad. You can also join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash already friends. It's $5 a month for a bonus episode every single month with access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes. Guys, so many good topics there. So go check that out. And yeah, as always thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time bye Bye.